Hello there, my name is John Farola and welcome to our first full broadcast for the year on the Startup Nation podcast. To start with is to let you know that our topic for today is unity and democracy. Um, I'll start with the definition of democracy. The origin of democracy comes from a Greek word, democratia, from demos, people, and kratos, rule. It is a form of government in which people have the authority to choose their leaders, choose those who make critical decisions about their day-to-day lives, and the decisions in which the people are considered, as well as how authority is shared among or delegated among the people, have changed over time at different speeds in different countries but they have included more and more inhabitants of all countries. Cornerstones include freedom of assembly and speech, inclusiveness and equality, membership, consent, voting, right to life, and minority life rights rather. Generally, the two types of democracy are direct and representative democracy. In a direct democracy, the people directly deliberate and decide on who leads them. In a representative democracy, the people elect representatives to deliberate and decide on legislations or decide on how they ought to be led, such as parliamentary or presidential democracy. A liquid democracy combines elements of these two basic types. That means a feel of direct and representative democracy, which is what we have in Nigeria. What we have in Nigeria is a feel of parliamentary and presidential democracy, or parliamentary and executive democracy. Because you have legislators across the state and federal level, and you also have executive leaders at the federal level and the state levels. Prevalent day-to-day decision-making of democracies is, the major, is of majority rule. Though other decision-making approaches like supermajority and consensus have been equally integral to democracies, they serve the crucial purpose of inclusiveness and broader legitimacy on sensitive issues. Counterbalancing majoritarianism and therefore mostly take precedence on a constitutional level. Which brings me to this point. The whole essence of democracy is to have an ever evolving constitution whereby you evolve your constitution to meet the demands of the day. I'll come back to that later. In the common variant of liberal democracy, the powers of the majority are exercised within the framework of a representative democracy. But the constitution limits the majority and protects the minority, usually through the enjoyment by certain individual rights, e.g. freedom of speech, freedom of association. Besides this general type of democracy, there have been a wealth of other types see below um so furthermore democracy makes all forces struggle repeatedly 
to realize their interests and dissolve power from groups of people to sets of rules. Western democracy as distinct from which existed in pre-modern society is generally considered to have originated in city-states such as classical Athens and the Roman Republic, where various schemes and degrees of enfranchisement of the free male population were observed before the form disappeared in the West at the beginning of the late antiquity. The English world dates back to the 16th century from the older Middle French and Middle Latin equivalent. According to America, American political scientist Larry Diamond, democracy consists of four key elements, a political system for choosing and replacing government through free and fair elections, the active participation of people as citizens in politics and civic life, protection of human rights of all citizens, and a rule of law in which the laws and procedures apply equally to all citizens. Todd Landman, nevertheless, draws our attention to the fact that democracy and human rights are two different concepts and, they, and that there must be greater specificity in the conceptualization and operationalization of democracy and human rights. In the last couple of months, we have seen a global move from nations by citizens in an attempt to make the definition of democracy fit into their national realities of the day. We saw the rise of legitimate protests across the world from Thailand and Asia to America to Nigeria. Movements began to question the potency of the existing system of governance. The beauty of democracy is the fact that there's a freedom of speech. People can question things. People can ask questions. People can ask for accountability. People can ask for better governance. They can demand for their rights. But human nature in power prefers the status quo where nothing works for the populace other than, than themselves for, for the sake of economic gains or for whatever reasons best known to the powers that be in any given democracy. But through centuries, there has always been a wave that redefines democracy practice across nations of the world. There's an urgent need for unity to thrive because unity is the basis of democracy. Without unity, you can have a free and fair election. Without unity, you can have an, an election. Without unity, you can have a government. Without unity, you can't have the right leadership. Unity and patriotism are essential requirements for a successful democratic rule or leadership that I prefer. A democratic lead government or leadership is meant to be one that listens to the vibrations of the people as well as leading them into new possibilities, whether they see it or not. And to add to all of this, I'd like to talk about this new wave of citizens rising to the demands and challenges of the day across the world. To start with, let's talk about the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring saw an event where a citizen was born alive. It was broadcast on TV and 
the humanity of the whole nation came up, came alive rather. Nation stood still because an individual was born to life. And the and this moved from that single situation to demanding for a better kind of government. They were able to oust the existing government, but they were not able to maintain the economic viability the previous government provided them. But they were not able to move a nation forward as it should be. And this happens whenever power itself is taken without preemptive vision capacity from those who took the power. We've seen it happen in Nigeria, we've seen it happen in the First um, Republic, Second Republic. We've seen cases whereby people took power and because they never anticipated or probably they were never prepared for it, they misused those opportunities to keep Nigeria in the direction of becoming the first world nation. This is not to blame anyone. This is we learning from history. This is we ensuring that history doesn't really repeat itself. So I, I'll move on to the American movement, which I'm very proud of, and which is very, very amazing for me. You know, over centuries, we knew that blacks were taken from Africa as slaves into America, and they served for years for freedom. And then I remember, based on history, Abraham Lincoln made that freedom a constitutional right. But still today, till today, they battle with the realities of those of that Freedom Act. They battle with the realities of the men in blue always making the black race feel inferior or probably feel like they don't deserve to be recognized with. They are brutalized, maimed, attacked, treated unfairly, shot at unfairly, you know. And the excuse they give is because they say black the blacks are known to violence, which which we all know black violence is not exclusive to any race. It's just clearly racism. It's obvious. And the world stood still after a man died, George Floyd. And we realize that this has to stop because the black race has to be respected and appreciated globally. We are not inferior brains. The same organ, the same blood flows through the black race. The sad part was that the government of the day didn't pay attention to the groanings of the people. The government of the day didn't pay attention to the peculiarities of the challenges of the day, focused on re-elections and other things. Just name a few. But these guys went on to enforce a democratic change of government to ensure that they prove a point that black lives really matter. This is what we're talking about. This is what revolution is all about. Ensuring peaceful transition of government. Now let's come down home here. In Nigeria, we saw the NSAS movement fight against police brutality. There have been cases or stories of young men and women being brutalized 
being harassed in the society because they feel they are more economically viable you know even i myself had been chased before and the police asked me why wasn't i doing anything illegal so it wasn't just about being illegal or doing anything illegal it was, it was about the young mind prospering it was unfathomable for the men in blue or the police officers to see young minds have access to wealth and for a government or for a democratic leadership that promised safety of lives safety of citizens and not to give it to them and to also be to be abused by the same instruments of protection it's uncalled for so people arose people began to defend their rights speak against power speak to people in authority that they have had enough people slept on protest ground people try to enforce the reality that human lives matter and we saw an eruption of cases of people who had died that we didn't even notice people who had died that nobody got to know about from the north from the from the east rather we had lots of cases of people who had been tortured families who have been hurt by the police brutality down south here it might not be much in the north because they had some reasons why which i will mention in this broadcast and what what got to my heart was the cases of scores of people or the massive deaths in the east to be precise and i realized these are amazing souls that this nation failed these are amazing souls that the same institution that meant to protect them killed them and to be candid this brought a reflective mode and I, I think that was when the patriotism got to its height during the protest I, even I personally had a, a deeper reserve because we realized people had lost their lives to this reality the question was who, who is next or who could be the next victim so a generation stood up to that fact and did what a the existing government could not do by providing the basic palliatives that were not even available to the people with less they did more with less provided medical amenities provided legal support with less they, they demystified government as it were today then i knew that it, a new nation was born it was so deep i felt it and i knew that we had created something that can never be stopped except we choose to self-destruct it's something that can never be stopped because we saw that we could have a good government structure i think my time is up and i would like to take you talk about this more on the next episode which is titled unity and prosperity Thank you for listening.